All right, I'd like to welcome everybody to the National Business Builder Call for Ambit Energy. My name is Lane Winsett. I'll be your host here tonight. We're so excited to have you on the call tonight. And the reason being, we have the number one, numero uno, top money earner with our company for 2023, Mr. Frank Schmeling. Frank, are you on the line? Lane, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, sir, I can. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I do want to thank you for uh, being on the call. Uh, you know, we go back a long way. Uh, of course, uh, both of us have been with Ambit since the beginning. Uh, you're the number one numero uno money earner, but you're also the first rep as well. Tell us that story, Frank. How did you do that? Yeah, well, well first and foremost, thanks so much for uh, hosting these calls there, Lane. I'm excited to be able to speak with you and and like you said, I mean, we go back, we go back a long, long ways, back over 17 years ago. But, uh, but I also want to make sure everybody realizes that uh, I feel privileged to be able to talk with you, with all your experience and the success that you've had in the industry. So I want to make sure that uh, that I throw it right back at you. So, so thank you for uh, for hosting me. Thank you so much. Yeah, so uh so the way the way it happened was uh from our our former actually the co-founder of the company Jerry Thompson was in telecommunications. Uh, my background was telecommunications. I was the CEO of a nationwide telephone company and uh, at the time back in 2005 Jerry was exiting the communications industry and was going to be going into the electricity industry. And so uh when he had made that uh, that comment that he was going to be getting out of telecom and going into that, we ended up negotiating a deal where I purchased the assets of, uh, of one of his companies, that telecom company that he was going to be moving on from. And uh, in a simple conversation, I said, you know, well, what are you going to be doing next? And he's like, well, you know, energy, but I'm not really sure exactly how we're going to do it. Uh, we got a couple different concepts, but we really haven't nailed it down yet. And uh, he said, uh, you know, but what I do, you know, I'll, I'll let you know. And I said, sure, absolutely. Please, you know, don't, don't, uh, don't leave me out. Let me know what you're going to do. Let me kind of get a little game plan. And, and sure enough, true to his word, which I think is very powerful uh, with regards to the type of leader he was and the leadership skills that he had, he uh, he called me back and introduced me uh, to Chris Chambliss. And, and uh, Chris Chambliss was the co-founder of, uh, of Ambit. And uh, Chris, obviously, everybody knows his, who's been around here, has, knows his background in uh, Excel. He became our to go down there and meet him and and listen to the story of what they were going to do and it intrigued me and and you know very well Elaine with your experience being at Excel being a top income earner top trainer top leader over there you know Excel really kind of set the bar in my I mean in my view from a services perspective from being able to market a service and uh, unfortunately because I was in telecommunications and I was actually a vendor uh, for Excel in one of their uh, services uh, that I was not able to participate in the channel. And so uh, I, I was not a part of that then. However, I said, you know what, uh, this sounds really, this sounds really exciting because it made total sense to me that they were going to be marrying a service with the direct sales concept and the word of mouth marketing. And, and so uh, at the time I was very busy building my business and, you know, it's kind of over as every small entrepreneur or business owner will tell you that uh, that, you know, your business owns you. And and so I was looking for something that uh, that would allow me to kind of buy back my time. And Chris Chambliss was smart enough because he heard me. He, he heard me talk about, you know, one of the things I missed was watching my kids grow up. 
and uh, they had just recently moved down to Texas. And, and so uh, one of the things that he was closing in on me said, Hey, listen, here's what I can promise you. You know, uh, this opportunity can allow you to buy back your time. And more importantly, this opportunity, I promise you, will not only change your life, but will allow you to help and impact and change other people's lives. And so uh, that was July. I officially signed in July 18th of 2006. And Ambit's birth date, as we like to say, is uh, August 7th of 2006. So very excited to have been able to you know, partake in that, be, be the first consultant, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's a footnote, but it's been exciting. It's been a great ride. I've gotten to meet great people like you and some of the other incredible leaders that came over, not only from Excel, but just in the industry. And, uh, and it's been, a, it's been a, a learning venture, I will say this. <laughs> well, you know, one of the other things that people may not know about you is you're a former Marine. And I think that tonight's topic, one of the things at least we're going to discuss is the importance of leadership, honesty, and integrity. And I'd love for you to kind of expand on that and share with us a little bit about your uh, background there. I think it's important. Yeah, I, you know, I was I was blessed. Uh, I always say, and I, I we just had the Marine Corps birthday back here uh, in November, and so I think every Marine that you talk to celebrates uh, a couple different birthdays a year. And so I wrote a post about me having the luxury of being able to celebrate three birthdays. And uh, you know, I always refer back to my Marine Corps birthday. I refer back to my original birthday when I actually came into this world. But then I also refer back to my birthday of when I became a Marine. And, uh, and how important that was because you earned that title and, and you worked for that title. And, and so, uh, you know, one of the reasons that attracted me to the Marines was exactly that, was the discipline, was, you know, the, the, just the mantra of, like, when you hear Marine, people you know, just think differently of it. And so, uh, you know, truth be told, I was a little bit of a wayward individual at that time. I'll say I was a little uh, difficult. Uh, you know, I, I joke around. I'm blessed to have been adopted by an incredible family. And, uh, and uh, I know how difficult uh, I was growing up. And so I needed a little bit of a maturity lesson and maturation and the Marine Corps, what I felt was the uh, perfect vehicle for me to be able to learn that. But, but what I loved about the Marine Corps was the fact of the discipline associated with it, but the leadership skills that you learn in that. And the fact of that they talk about the integrity and honesty and, and being, just straightforward and, and not not trying to get over and do things that are not the way they should be. In the Marine Corps, we have this saying that it's uh, you overcome and adapt. And, uh, and I think that's a great lesson to learn in life is being able to understand, assess, overcome, and then adapt according to the situations. And it's, it's really helped me dramatically uh, from a perspective of understanding that there's a, you know, a skill set that you learn and value and, and especially when it comes from leadership, but when it comes from, you know, how important and powerful your words are and the meanings behind that. I mean, uh, I can remember the great, the great lesson that I, that I always share with everybody was uh, I was in boot camp and we were going through a, a general, what they call a general inspection. And so I was getting uh, inspected by a, a multi-star general and, uh, and I was quaking in my boots. I was, <laughs> I was shivering and shaking. And, uh, and here's, here's what I talk about leadership is he saw that. And, and here's a perfect opportunity uh, where, you know, he had this conversation with me that I'll never forget. And, uh, and he said uh, he, he was a, a human at that moment because he saw how scared and nervous I was 
and as I was answering questions and, and going back and forth, and, and he took the time, which showed me a lot about leadership. He took the time to talk to me in that inspection. And during that inspection, he said some simple things to me. And that was, he asked me one simple question. He said, when you got up this morning, Marine, well, actually I was, I was a recruit, so I wasn't even a Marine yet. He said, when you got up this morning, did you put your pants on, your trousers on the same way that I did? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, so there is no difference between you and me. The only difference is, is that I've earned the title Marine. I've earned these stars that are on my shoulders, but you and I are both human beings. So I'm going to treat you with respect. And I ask that you respect the, the title and you respect me as a man. And, and I never forget that because it made it so much easier for me. And, and I realized here's this guy who had been in the Marine Corps for 26 years and two-star general and, uh, and was, you know, just took the time I'm like, man, I want to be like that guy. That's, that's my goal is I want to be like that. He took the time, understood his position. Sure. I had to respect the position, but he also took the time to think about me and how I was feeling. And, uh, and I blew through the inspection. I did, I did fortunately for me, I passed, I did awesome. And, uh, but it's always, I've always been reminded of that is that, you know, leadership matters. Words matter discipline matters. And that's the reason why I joined the Marine Corps. And, and I think it's helped me now. I mean, we just, uh, we just had our, like I said, uh, our Marine Corps birthday, but we also just had our celebration uh, of how many years ago we became Marines. And uh, it's, it's helped me so much over the past, I'm, I'm afraid to say this, but almost uh, near 30, <laughs> over 30 something years uh, of, of how long ago that happened. And so those are lessons that you take with you. And, and I love being able to share different lessons that I've learned, not only in the Marine Corps, but also in business. And, and that's really what attracted me to Ambit was the fact of, you know, when we first started, the mission and the vision of what Jerry and Chris had and what they were talking about is what really aligned with my views and, and just who I am as a person. Well, even the slogan, uh, if you look at the slogan, never sacrifice integrity for growth, that was from the get-go. And then what I also hear you telling me, uh, with regards to the Marines is that you had a code of ethics. And I think a lot of times people don't understand that just like in the military, what makes the military so great and, you know, that camaraderie and, um, you know, I, I was not in the military myself, but I did go to military academy. And so I have a little bit of an understanding in the camaraderie and the importance of ethics and leadership. Uh, but um, to have a company start out with, you know, that as their actual slogan, never sacrifice integrity for growth. That was, I think that was very, very important. But I think that a lot of people don't realize, and I'd like you to elaborate on this, the fact that just the industry as a whole, network marketing, all uh, direct sales companies from way back when have also a code of ethics, do they not? Absolutely. I mean, and I'm sure, you know, obviously with all your experience and the different companies you've been associated with and, and the success that you've had, I think it's, it's universal, you know, and, and here's, here's one of the great things that I've learned about, you know, never sacrifice an integrity for growth. For me is when we first started, that truly was the beacon. That was the, you know, the, uh, the, the lighthouse that we looked at, right. It was always about, Hey, let's make sure that what we're doing is is that we're always doing the, the doing the right thing and, and it brings me back to my dad used to say uh, it's a play on words but he used to say do the right thing because it's the right thing to do and as a kid you kind of like yeah all right, whatever you, you know you, you don't really pay attention to it much 
But, uh, but as you grow up and as you get older and you start getting into different situations and you, you know, you go into whether it be the military or you go into the workforce or in ours, you know, we, we're probably one of the largest volunteer armies of, of salespeople that's out there. And, uh, it's so important to make sure that you have that guiding light, that you have that lighthouse, that beacon of hope and, and direction, because I think that sets the, the course for everybody and everything. And, and especially in direct sales, right? I mean, in network marketing, uh, the industry in itself, there's all these cardinal rules that are out there that we have to stick to. You know, uh, I always say that uh, I think there's a couple of things that you don't mess with in, in in direct sales and network marketing. I think this is applicable in any company, and and I wanted it, you know, to absolutely be applicable in our business. You know, the cardinal rule is you don't mess with someone's money and you don't mess with someone's business. And uh, and so what I mean by that is is you know you, you make sure you know when you when you have people that are on your team, you know that there's a specific reason and a policy violation of cross recruiting and and moving people over or working with people that aren't on your team and, and trying to bring them into your organization and, and work with them to do things. And, and I think that's a, that's a slippery slope. I mean, uh, I think what ends up happening is, you know, it creates animosity be, between the leaders, between all the team, you know, the organizations and the teams. And, you know, one of the things that was great when we first started uh, was the fact that we all work together, you know, and, and we got to keep that mantra going of, you know, we got to work together because it's a lot easier if we're all pulling in the right direction together, if we're all pulling in the same direction together. And, and I think it's powerful when we do that. I think what ends up creating some problems is when you violate one of those two golden rules, you know, which is messing with someone's money or, or worse, messing with their organization and, and being able to, you know, just create that one instance of doubt for somebody can really impact the growth of the total organization. It's, uh, you know, I think Brian used to say it was the golden goose, you know, you know, don't mess with the golden goose, you know, which is, which is ambit. And I, and I think that's what we have to focus in on, especially when you're talking about leadership. I mean, everybody that's jumping on this call has, has somebody on their team or is going to be putting somebody on their team. I mean, you're a leader. There's different levels of leadership, but the fact remains is that as that goes on, you are a leader. You're trying to become the best version of yourself. And, and in doing that, you have to lead by example and you have to lead from the front with regards to your actions and your words and the things that you do. And, uh, and, and, I, and I'll say this, I've had numerous times where I've had people come up to me uh, and I'm sure Lane, you probably had this. They're like, Hey, you know what? My, my, my organization is, is leaders gone and, and I want to come and join your team. And I'm like, no, you're going to stay where you're at, but I'll help you. I'll work with you because I don't want to mess or violate one of those golden rules, which is messing with someone's money or messing with someone's organization. Even if that person is gone, because here was the beautiful thing about Ambit and Pastor Kenny Smith told this story and I'll never forget it is he had sponsored somebody, brought them into business and uh, they ended up going out, bringing in a couple of really big hitters and, and they, they built a tremendous business. And for whatever reason, they got sidetracked and they stopped building, they stopped working the business and they left. And they were doing other things. And uh, Pastor Kenny ran into them a couple of years down the road. And they ended up talking to him and saying, hey, you know, I got a, I got a man, I got a, I got a financial issue going on. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit struggling. And, uh, and uh, he was another, another pastor. And he was talking about he may have to shut down his congregation. And Pastor Kenny said, well, why don't you get back in and, and get busy again? Because you probably got a big residual sitting out there. And he was like, I do? And, uh, and sure enough, lo and behold, they ended up going back, looking through and, 
you know, that particular pastor ended up having over $3,000, if my memory is correct, over $3,000 in available residual that was available to him if he would just go out and do the necessary steps in order to make that happen. And, and so they put a plan together. They put a, they put a goal, you know, goal sheet together with some plan of action and they went out and took action. And that single conversation ended up helping save that, uh, that pastor's, uh, you know, congregation and being able to allow him to not only pay the, the lease that he had for his facility and his church, but also to be able to, to kind of put him on some solid foundation. So you just never know, you know, when somebody may come back into business and, and you want to make sure that, you know, that, that people understand that that's the beauty of this business. That's the power of this business. And it all starts with making sure that, you know, as leaders, we are doing things with the right integrity and the right uh, honesty and, and people in mind. You know, I, I use the, the acronym HOPE all the time, which is helping other people every day. That's our goal. That's the mantra that we have. And that's what I live by is making sure that I'm out there trying to move that ball forward to helping someone every day. And, uh, and, and, you know, I'm obviously laying, I'm preaching to the choir here with you. you. You've been around, you understand it. So I'd love to get, uh, get, love to get your feedback on that too. Well, you know, it's kind of like sometimes you get into these Hatfield and McCoy situations where everybody, you know, what he said, she said, and all this other stuff. And what I've learned over the years as a leader, uh, and everybody is a leader in this business, uh, if you are one, if you don't think you're a leader, just look around and see what, who's following you, you know, so to speak. But I think the best way is to deal with things directly. In other words, if you have somebody that's, you know, saying something or maybe uh, you, you've heard through the grapevine that so-and-so said this or that or whatever, you know, just take it head on. Go to the person and, and deal with it direct. Don't, you know, don't try to sidestep it or talk about them or whatever because we truly do have a golden egg and we don't want to kill the goose. We want a company with integrity. We want people to be a, a team. We want to be all moving forward and have that synergy and the, the love and the respect for each other. And, you know, that shows. That's something that uh, when people come to our meetings and they come to our trainings and they get together, um, you know, that love, that compassion, uh, that understanding, uh, guests see that. They feel it. They feel that enthusiasm. Um, and they can also feel conflict. They can feel confrontation. They can feel negativity. And so it's important for us as I believe leaders, um, you know, to take the helm and, and really, you know, don't let those situations spiral out of control, deal with them directly, you know, and then in doing so, also, if you feel that somebody is, you know, violating the company policies and procedures and doing that, um, you know, that's your livelihood. I mean, look at me and Frank. I mean, we've got collectively over 35 years invested in this company. Both of us have been with the company for 17 years. You know, I plan on retiring, hopefully, by the time I'm 70. Maybe, I don't know, if I'll wheel me out there in a wheelchair, Frank, you know, at Ambition, you know, down the road. But, you know, if that's what they're going to do, hey, I'm all for it. But my point is, is that, you know, we've got a lot invested, Frank and I do, and certainly we, we want to make sure that those of you that are listening here on the this business as your business. It is your business, and it's your livelihood. It's a, it's a generational business where it's, you know, something that your kids and your grandkids can experience. Uh, and I think that's important, just like the story you talked about, Pastor Kenny. Yeah, I mean, that was a really, that to me was the first time that it really hit me hard about how important, you know, the the integrity aspect of the business is and how important, you know, what, what Chris said to me originally, you know, you get paid for what you start. I mean, that was a really 
really powerful statement back then. I mean, and, you know, here's a a scenario where somebody, you see it, right? And, and, you know, sometimes what happens is people don't see things. And so they don't understand it because it's like, you know, you feel like it's lip service or it's just words, but to actually see that, you know, come back into fruition and actually happen, you kind of like, that's powerful. I mean, that's the, that's incredibly powerful, but it, it only happened because, because of the fact of the capabilities of leadership where that people were didn't go out there and try and, you know, take the, take the organization or, or cross recruit people, or, you know, they, they just, Hey, that individual went, but when he came back, got excited, got it started again, and it completely changed, you know, some of his outlook and the things that he was involved in. I think that's powerful. I mean, that's a, that's a a beautiful thing. And, and, you know, fast forward to now, I mean, I, I always say that even with, you know, our new ownership with Vistra, I mean, to be a part of a publicly traded corporation with the power and the backing of Vistra, I mean, man, I think we've, we've, we're super lucky for that. And we're super, you know, I'm super grateful for it because I know going through COVID, you know, that was a, that was a fear of, oh man, you know, what's going to happen. And especially having been, you know, as an entrepreneur and understanding, you know, when you're signing those checks, it's, it's a pretty stressful thing. And so to have that backing and to have the leadership that we have at Vistra, that uh, that allowed us to continue to go through that seamlessly and then to now be able to come out of that and, and set a path so that we can continue to grow and continue to be successful. I mean, it all, it all boils down to the leadership aspect of it. It all boils down to the incredible people that we are able to bring into this business and the folks that will become the future leaders so that, you know, both you and I can uh, hopefully, you know, uh, hopefully we're not in wheelchairs, but you know <laughs> we'll we'll be around and retire from here many many years to come. Hey Frank, I got to ask you the sixty four dollar question, and you'll you'll laugh at this. I mean, I, I remember when we first started getting, which I'm hopefully going to move to my purple jacket here soon. Um, you know, <laughs> who came up with the color on the jacket, the new jacket you got? I mean, remember it used to be so difficult. So what are you going to wear with a yellow jacket? You know, so. You're now Prince, right? You know, you've got the Prince jacket, the one I want. I mean, I, to me, it's just, I love it. You know, some people may not like it. I know you may not like it, but I think it's a cool color. You have to tell me the story about how you guys picked out that or who picked out that uh, material for that jacket. Well, we were fortunate enough to, uh, that I guess the, uh, the other fabric that wasn't enough to make uh, enough, you know, jackets, uh, for that fabric. And so we, we got the opportunity, Kristen Legate and, uh, and the folks over at corporate with, uh, Irene and everybody, uh, we were fortunate enough to be able to go down to the tailor and, and take a look at it. And, uh, and, and so the vision that I had, I'm, I'm always trying to connect things. And so the vision, it was my wife, myself and, uh, Sean, uh, and so, uh, <laughs> Sean Cornette. And so we were, we were at the, the tailor and I was looking at it and I said, you know, the next goal is blue and we're coming from the purple. I said, we got to, we got to try and find a fabric that's going to have kind of that respect for where you came from, but then it also has a look for where you want to go. Cause you always want to make sure that you're, you're looking forward and you're, you're chasing something. You're always looking forward to what's next. And, uh, and so the tailor was, he kind of had his little plaid set out and I'm like, yeah, uh, my wife, Sandra was, was there with us. And, and we were like, yeah, that's not going to work. We, we need to stick to this concept. And uh, and so we ended up uh, going through, and uh, we, fortunately for us, Kristen Kristen gave the go ahead, and and uh, <laughs> we lucked out. <laughs> I wish I was a fly on the wall on that one. That would have been exciting, but I, I love it. 
So that's uh, what's the level of that jacket now? Just tell me one more time. Uh, that's the ten, the ten million. Oh my, big ten. Okay, gotcha. Well, that's got to be a good feeling. I know uh, being the number one uh, money earner in the company, we're so proud of you. I'm going to shift gears here for you. We're going into the holiday, um, and I know a lot of people. That's on a lot of people's minds. Um, and I know that uh, Emerson and Julia Fuentes are going to be talking about that as well coming up. And we're so excited about having Millionaire Club members, um, ECs, Emerson and Julia Fuentes, going to be on the call on the 10th. You need to set your calendar for that. It's going to be an exciting call. But I'd like for you, because you've been in the industry, the business, you've seen the trends, the things that have happened, how can people you know, take some tidbits of knowledge from what you would share with them about you know, us having not only, you know, going into the holiday season, but also coming out, you know, of maybe a couple of things, because I know we have two benchmarks that we're, we're looking at between kickoff, which would be kind of short-term goals, and then ambition going into uh, 2024. Yeah, I, I think you, you, you nailed it right on the head. I mean, that's the two benchmarks, right? We, I think we set our calendars based off of those two benchmarks uh, of kickoff and then ambition. And so, you know, for me, you know, this is, uh, I'm excited about this time. I mean, obviously not only is it, you know, we just came through Thanksgiving, but the holidays are such a, a great time to, to be able to be with family and to, to be with friends and celebrate, you know, uh, all the great things that, that have gone on. But it's also for me, anyhow, a time to reflect, uh, you know, I kind of shut down the week between Christmas and new year and, and do nothing but reflect back on, you know, what did I do this past year? You know, how did I do? I mean, you know, cause we all set goals. I think that's uh, at least I hope everybody that's on this call sets goals. And, uh, and then, you know, I take that time to reflect back and, and, and look at, Hey, did I hit my goals? What did what did I hit for that year? And what can I improve? You know, I said it earlier, you know, the ultimate goal, at least for myself is to always be chasing and to always be chasing something. And so for me, I always want to be moving that ball forward. I always want to try and get better day by day and, and little by little. And so, uh, you know, while you're at these different parties and socializing and, and, and communicating with different folks, I mean, I think this is, uh, I used to call it prime in the pump because, you know, you can set the stage for, you know, the excitement of, of what's going to happen uh, in January, you know, because you're, you're at a social event, you're at these different elements and you can talk to people and, and, the power of words is unbelievable, you know, and your excitement as a, as a leader, as a, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur is, is absolutely powerful during this time. And, and you can set yourself up, you know, so that you can have and hit the ground running come the you know, beginning of January so that you've got that first benchmark, which is, is kickoff. And, hey, how many people can I add to the business, to my team, to, my te- you know, to, to the leaders in my team, and how can I help them to add folks into their business so that – you know, we can grow this so that we get more people at kickoff, whether you're there live here in Texas and Arlington or whether you're simulcasting it. The fact is, I mean, it's been proven. I mean, year after year, year after year, you know, the more people that you have from your team and organization at these events or participating in these events, the more and the larger your growth is going to be in the business. And then obviously, you know, you want to hit that ground running so that you're, you're prepared from, uh, from kickoff to ambition. And I'm sure there's going to be some great announcements. There'll be some different things that'll be going on and uh, we'll help kind of make it even better as we go through that. But uh, I'm a big believer that the holiday season is the perfect time to kind of prime the pump, have conversations with people, set yourself up for that new year launch 
And, and during that week for me, you know, I'll sit down and I'll go through and look at all my different elements of, Hey, what was I successful at? What was I maybe not as successful at that I need to work on so that I can improve on that. And then what are my goals? What are my two, you know, benchmark goals that, Hey, what, how many people do I want to be at out, at, excuse me, kickoff. And then how many people do I want to be at, uh, at ambition 2024? And I'm preparing for that and I'm setting those up. And, but here's what, here's what I've always learned. It comes down to your daily method of operations. It comes down to what you do daily, regardless of you can have all the goals in the world. If you're not doing something every day, it doesn't matter. I mean, and, and, you know, you got to have, you know, kind of reflects back to what we were talking about earlier about the discipline uh, and, and making sure that you're disciplined to stick to what your goals are and then putting in the action that's required in order to make it happen. Uh, you know, we, we've been blessed, I think, in Ambit, you know, uh, and, and the leadership and the, and the field leadership as well. You know, people that go to always to these different to these different trainings and to these different seminars and to these different functions, you know, and, and, and learn and then be able to come back and share. And so in, in that in that time frame, I mean, we've had opportunity to listen to, you know, John Maxwell. We've had I've had the, and I'm talking about me. I've had the opportunity to listen to you know, um, Darren Hardy and, and, you know, Brian Tracy and, and just so many other leaders, you know, that have come in and, and shared and imparted with us, uh, you know, and, and then now you see these, these leaders in our businesses that are going to these seminars, whether they go see Marcus Limonis, whether they go see, you know, any of these other incredible leaders that are out there, you know, Patrick Bet David, uh, you know, all these incredible leaders. I, I think that's powerful, but, but what I would, what I would recommend is, Take that time to not only prime the pump, but to reflect back on what have you successfully done this past year, and then what can you do to change so that you can get better results for next year using the guidelines and the guide markers of, you know, of a kickoff as well as uh, Ambition 24. I know that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to make sure that you know, I go back and look at everything. I dot my eyes, cross my T's, figure out where I did, what I did well, what I didn't do well, and work on that and create a plan so that I can do that. But again, it comes down to what you do every day. I'm a huge fan of Darren Hardy. Darren Hardy, in my mind, has has completely changed just my my focus and my strategies and how I do things. And every single day, I make sure that I do my MVPs, which is you know my most valuable priorities. And it's not a lot. I mean, I think people have a tendency to think that they got to go do 50 million things and, and that's the only way you're going to be successful. I mean, I literally, if you saw, I mean, I, I do three things. I have three MVPs every single day and I make sure that I accomplish and I complete those three MVPs. And at the end of the month, I've done 90 tasks that have moved the ball forward in whatever business and whether that's personal, whether that's in, you know, corporate world, or if that's just in, in, in anything that I'm doing. And so it's applicable universally. And I think that is what's really helped me over the past years is learning those little tricks in the trade in order to make sure that we can have success. But, I think the key word in this whole thing, or at least two key words, is discipline and action. Those, yes. it's a, a goal is just a, is just a wish. <laughs> well, that's what I got out of it is the fact that you know goals are worthless without those two elements. That you've got to you know have the discipline to follow, uh, you know, to take action and to follow through because otherwise nothing's going to happen. Okay, uh, well, listen, let me do this. Let me ask you um, a question, if I could, please. Uh, moving into uh, the uh, holiday as well, are we going to uh, 
get pretty excited about uh, some of the stuff that's taking place because uh, you might have some inside skinny or uh, what's going on uh, with regards to the new year or any any skinny on that? Well, I mean, you just look at, you know, all the stuff that's going on. I think uh, the leaders up in Ohio are are, are <laughs> making a big push and, and making some really exciting things happen in Ohio. Uh, I think here in Texas, I mean, you see what's happening in Lubbock. I mean, I think there's a there's a tremendous amount of opportunity that's out there for folks. And so, you know, uh, I, I always see, you know, grab your piece of the pie of Ohio. I think Massachusetts is another incredible marketplace that's going to be really exciting for people. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, with this new community solar. So, so listen, there's a, there's a tremendous amount of opportunity out there. It's just a matter of what you focus on and what you get disciplined about and then taking the necessary actions to go out there and, and, and get excited. Uh, I know for me, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of, of what's been happening here with this community solar. I think that, uh, that that's exciting. I mean, uh, <laughs> I know I'm, I'm staking a little bit of my hat on that community solar because I love uh, being able to see people earn some quick money and, and be able to have some success with that. And then, you know, like you, we've talked about numerous times, yourself and I is, is backfilling that with now building a business so that, uh, that they can grow and, and keep this longevity and keep it for sustainability for a long time to come. So uh, I think anything that comes out, I know that, that it's going to be exciting. Uh, that's where I'm focused on. That's kind of my, my game plan going forward is, is looking into these other opportunities into these marketplaces where I know we can go and, and be able to create leaders and build success and, uh, and, and just run with it as best that we possibly can. You know, I know uh, Zach Wood up in Maine is uh, tearing it up up there. He's doing a great job with boots on the ground. I didn't realize that Maine was such a big market and such a competitive market for us as well. I don't know if you've looked into that, but it looks really good up in Maine for those of you that. Yeah. Zach is committed. I mean, uh, Zach is, you want to talk about discipline. Zach is committed. I mean, he does these incredible uh, fireside chats and, and you know what, I think that's what's so powerful about, you know, our leadership is the people that are uh, attracted to us. I mean, you know, you, I could go through a a whole list of names of leaders. I mean, obviously next week we're going to have, you know, Julian Emerson on, I mean, they're, they're phenomenal leaders down in the Houston area, but they're not just in Houston. They're all over. They're building all over. I mean, I see Emerson up in Ohio. I see him, you know, I see Julia all over. I mean, that's, that's the, the power of this. And so you can build your business, you can build and grow your team anywhere in the ambit land. And uh, it's just a matter of, you know, again, creating those plans, creating those goals, you know, stick, sticking to the discipline and then taking that action. So, I mean, there's a, there's unbelievable leadership that I think we have here that uh, in our business that uh, will help you and will want to see you be successful and want to see you grow. And, and I think that's what excites me even more, uh, you know, with those different opportunities of, of what's going on in Ohio, whether it be, you know, with the uh, Mir or with Tien or, uh, you know, other well, leaders that, that are going up there, Sylvia, I mean. Yeah. Down so. in the Valley is the, they're really doing wonderful things down there leadership-wise as well. So if anybody's got anybody in Laredo and all those areas down there, I mean, it's, it's taking off big time. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the, so, the, so, you know, <laughs> that's the question is you just got to focus in on where you want to build and where you want to grow and then make a plan of action and then stick right. discipline, stick discipline to it and then take, take that full action so that again, going into, uh, into kickoff that you can have as many people as possible and I always refer back to uh, Norbert Hennessy. Uh, first time I met Norbert Hennessy was at Ambition. At, I think he was down there with a couple people. 
And, uh, and it was funny because I remember, I always remember this for as long as I live. Uh, first time I met him, he was dancing on the dance floor with a chair and I cracked up. I'm like, who is this guy? I got to go find out who this guy is. Cause he just cracked me up and he ended up saying nobody wanted to dance with him. So, but he wanted to dance. And so, uh, Norbert went out there and did his thing. And, and, but here's, here's what I learned from that is, you know, there's only a couple people that, uh, that came there, you know, that year, but then as the years progressed at ambition, Norbert kept building and building and building. And then, you know, uh, he ended up having, uh, <laughs> one of the most you know, largest teams with all incredible leaders that came into this business all from that. And so it, it was about, you know, again, sticking to that discipline and taking that action. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just been exciting to watch this, these journeys of all different leaders throughout, uh, throughout these past 17 and a half years. Well, listen, I want to thank you and Sandra uh, for your leadership in the company. It, uh, this company would not be the company that it is if it was not for you guys. And, uh, um, you know, it's, I'm so proud of you and uh, what you've accomplished and you guys have accomplished. And uh, you've always been a person uh, that I have known over the years that I call blind, blind to downlines, meaning that you've been accessible, uh, you've been very helpful. Uh, and I think that is the true esprit de corps that you have personified leadership as far as I'm concerned. And I do thank you so much for joining us on the call here tonight. Uh, any other final words that you'd like to share with us uh, going into the holiday? I know we have the Jingle Bell bonus. We have the cab share boost, and then we also have the ECNC reimbursement that are all still on the table here going into the holiday. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, I could kudos to you, and and like you said, I mean, it's been it's been my pleasure to to be able to work with you and and to see your leadership and and all the things that you do, and I was glad to be able to visit with you at the millionaire training that uh, that Mark and Olivia Guerra and uh, Rose and Kevin Duncan put on with Julia and, and Emerson uh, down in uh, Houston uh, last month. And, uh, and so it was great to see you yeah. and Debbie. And, and it's just, uh, I just want to thank you for, for uh, the opportunity to be able to talk with everybody. I'm super excited about, you know, the holiday season. I'm super excited about uh, what the future holds for us with regards to these different marketplaces that are, that are, you know, out there and aggressive and open. And uh, I just wish everybody incredible holiday season. And, uh, you know, it's, it's such a powerful time that uh, we make sure that we, uh, you know, we, I always believe in, and I think Brian used to say it is, you know, you, you put your faith first and then family, and then you move Ambit up the list. And that's, <laughs> that's a tried and true mantra. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Frank, for joining us. I'd like for you to stay on the call where we can get a shout out to you. I want to thank everybody for joining us here tonight. Make sure that you uh, mark your calendar once again for Julia Fuentes. Uh, there are Millionaire Club members going to be with us on December 10th. Um, and so we're excited about that. Uh, also go to your power zone to check out the Jingle Bell bonus, the ECNC reimbursement bonus and the cab share, all of them on the table going through the holidays to put that extra bucks in your bank. Uh, and we're really excited about that. So hang tight just a minute and I'm going to open up the call and we do thank you so much for joining us tonight on the Ambit Business Builder Call. My name is Lane Winsett and I was happy to be your host. And go ahead and open up the call if I could please. Thank you, Lane. Thank, thank you, Frank. Thank you, Lane. Thank you, Frank. 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 Th